Whether you are a startup or an established entrepreneur, nothing communicates your company's message better than brilliant branding. With over 25 years in the business and over 250 companies named, expert Phil Davis and his team at Tungsten Branding will enlighten, brighten, and illuminate your mind so your brand will shine. Get ready to flip the switch and spark your imagination. Welcome to Brilliant Branding with hosts Phil Davis and Liz Heemstrom. Welcome, Branding fans worldwide. This is Phil Davis flying solo this week. Uh, all the crew is uh, doing their summer vacay. So I'm at the helm, but I am, but fear not for your branding needs will be met this summer. Because um, today we're going to be talking specifically to all of the IT and tech crowd out there. And there are a number of you out there. It's our number one client base is uh, IT, followed closely by financial. And we get an awful lot of people, startups especially, entrepreneurs that are entering the IT space, facing the conundrum of naming their business. And it is a conundrum. And especially challenging in the IT space is the fact that so many people occupy kind of a different headspace in their training, their development, which, which isn't the best suited for coming up with names. So they're taught in kind of a sequential order, one step and one foot in front of the other, uh, you know, to go from point A to point B. I was telling a client this week that's kind of how a lot of our T IT clients come to us thinking. And when you think of brand names and you create names from a naming space, it's kind of a right brain thing. It's more like thinking, picture a squirrel running across the road. There's no rhyme or reason. It's shooting back and forth. Um, it's literally why they say squirrely. Um, but in that kind of lateral movement instead of frontward movement is where some of these, these real gems are found. So I'm going to take you through a process. I'm going to take you through our squirrely process and put you kind of in a creative mindset. And today, by listening to this, perhaps you will be able to develop your own names and identity, or you can always seek professional help. Um, so today we're naming IT companies and tech companies and talking about best practices. So naming a new company is never an easy task, but naming an IT or tech company is especially daunting given the fact that tens of thousands of new startups are launching every year, all vying for their own white space, their little corner of the world, their little cubby. And that name forms the cornerstone, just absolutely the cornerstone of your business. And it's a conversation starter. You will wear that thing everywhere you go for as long as you have that company. Every time you, you mention the company, there goes the conversation. So having that right name, the best name for your business will get you off on the right foot instead of backpedaling and hemming and hawing. A lot of clients call us, and we always call it the kind of the toothache. They call us with this pain because their name has just gotten them pigeonholed or off to these awkward conversations. So we're going to take you through six simple steps, um, and it's, they're pretty easy breezy. So we're going to make some fun out of something that sometimes can be not so fun for some folks. Number one. You've got to start by forming your team. You've got to know who's on the team so you're not throwing a curveball. We've been in projects where everybody uh, gained consensus, everybody's on board, we're excited about the name and what it meant, and then all of a sudden they said, well, now we're going to run it by our outside investor. And I was like, well, who, what? Maybe some of you have experienced this. And then the money guy or gal steps in and goes, oh, I don't get it. Well, they don't get it because they weren't involved in any of the process. They, didn't, they weren't involved in the brand messaging or the buildup or the criteria or any of the, anything to do with developing this name. So, of course, they don't get it. And then they become kind of boom. So we always have our clients, first of all, really define who the stakeholders are. Now, that doesn't mean you don't ask for opinions. It doesn't mean that you don't reach out to other people that are frontline people. But you need a core group of decision makers. And it goes something like this. These are the three people that are going to make the decision. We're going to gather input from all kinds of people through either surveys or we have a, a brand development form. We're going, to have, we're going to gather widely and decide narrowly is our mantra. We're going to gather widely and decide narrowly. So that's, that's the way that we play it. And it's worked really well for us in doing so. Uh, so form your team. Understand who it is that's going to be doing what part of the job. Number two, and this seems really obvious, but it's not always done, is to define the project. 
And sometimes in a rush to kind of go to market, we'll have companies come to us with technology especially, and they've got a really, what's driven them into the technology space is a platform, software as a service, a technology, something that's got them really excited. It's the main thing they're going to market with. And we ask the obvious question is, are we naming the platform, the technology, the company, both, all three? And there's kind of a pause. Well, I I guess, I guess they don't have to be the same or they should be, or they could be the same, or maybe, what do you think? And there's not a right or wrong answer to this, but you need to know going in if you're trying to combine the two, and there's a few reasons why. Um, if they're both, should they be one in the name, one in the same? Think back to when uh, BlackBerry was just the predominant phone. The actual parent company was Research in Motion, which kind of became RIM. And so there's a disconnect between RIM, Research in Motion, and BlackBerry. Eventually, the company kind of re- did kind of a reverse branding strategy and named the company after their main product. They just became BlackBerry. So you want to understand, is this such a breakthrough platform strategy technology that everything we do will be centered on this? Imagine if Apple had come out and they'd never got any further than the Mac. Then maybe they should just call the company Macintosh, and all they did was make the Macintosh computer. But they had a vision for bigger things. So Apple is the parent company, and then they came out with sub-brands. So are you going to be having future products and other offerings? If so, don't name your company after that first product. If you're going to have future products, you need to have a bigger, broader container that will hold all these future products. So the other thing is, are you naming a product or a consulting service? If you're in the consulting space, again, you want to be broader in your naming and less We sometimes call it toolish, less descriptive and literal. So number one, you've got your team. Number two, you're defining the project. Are we we naming a technology? Are we naming a platform? Are we naming a company? If so, are they two different names? Are they one name? Really get your head around what it is that you're trying to do. If you're naming a technology and you're going to have future other technologies, we often recommend you come up with a constellation of brands approach. This is very much like P&G does, where they have all kinds of products nested underneath the parent name. And this makes a lot of sense, especially if the technologies that you're creating aren't necessarily similar. A great example is we had a company in Malaysia that came to us, and their first product was an energy-saving device. It would just turn things off that we're using standby energy in the home. Turns out like 13% of your electricity is just with your having your TV waiting to turn on. It's in kind of semi-on mode. And they had a technology that would just turn all these things off and save you the money. So we named that technology Trickle Star. Um, you can go to tricklestar.com and you can see it. And it's conserving in that, that trickle of energy that's getting wasted. Well, they were so innovative that they came out with other products slash companies slash divisions. And as they did so, it became evident that they all weren't going to fit under the name of TrickleStar because TrickleStar was a very specific technology and product. So we created a parent brand called CircleBright. And CircleBright is just the big circle of innovation, the bright, intelligent innovation that was going to house all the sub-brands. So the parent company is CircleBright. Within that is one division, which is TrickleStar. The next one they came out with, we named Zernet because it's an air conditioning monitoring system, and it regulates it. So Zernet was kind of short for zero or cold, cold temperatures, and net because it was a network. So underneath CircleBright, you have TrickleStar, you have Zernet, and now we're naming a water technology company that does innovation in that space. So there's an example of how you can create a constellation approach to the brand. You create a parent company, and then underneath that, you create divisions. And there's pros and cons to that. The pros is that you really create some separation and identity for each of these distinctly different technologies. The the con is that it's always easy to promote one name or one brand versus marketing several different ones. So just get a clear picture. How, how congruent are your brands? How close are they? And if they need their own space, you, you create different brands. Um, 
if you're going to go with a constellation of brands that needs the names that you the sub brand names need to be more definitive in nature and descriptive. They don't have to be literal, but they can kind of hint at what the technology does. You don't want to do that with a parent company. You want the parent company to be broad. So think of it like if you had little uh, containers in a garden, you want your parent company to be the big 20 gallon container, you know, with a big root ball. Um, these sub brands or divisions can be more specific and targeted. They can be smaller little brands. So smaller buckets to print, plant them in because they don't have to spread as far. So you'll see like with Zernet, it, it kind of tied into the zero, the cold, the triple star tied into reducing trickling amounts of energy. The big parent name, Circle Bright, was very nonspecific. It spoke more to innovation. If the product and the company are one and the same, or if it's a parent company, or if it's a consultancy, an IT consultancy, then you need to base the name more broadly. And the best way to do that is to base it on attributes. And this avoids being pigeonholed in the future. And this is something that's probably the number one thing that brings people to our door is they've created something that was very specific. It's the main parent company, but they quickly outgrew it. An example was a company that came to us very much in the cloud space, security, um, doing enterprise-level projects in IT, but their name uh, had such the smell of the 90s to it. It was PC, not politically correct, but PC is in a PC, net-inc.com. So pcnet-inc.com. You could just see that one needed a little bit of a rust removal applied to it. So they came to us, and they had started by doing Ethernet, plug-in kinds of things and networking offices years ago back in the day and they had evolved like all companies do especially in the technology space they had just evolved and now what were they doing they were doing something completely different there was no cables there was no plug-ins it was all cloud-based and security types of things so using this attribute broad big bucket type of approach, we said, what is it that's really at the center of what you do? And they said, well, everything we do is pretty core. It's pretty essential. And it touches all the information systems in a company. And we house it in the cloud off, you know, huge servers. And we're about service. So we took all these word parts, or what we call morphems or word parts, and we played with them. We created the name Core Serva. C-O-R-S-E-R-V-A, Core Serva. And from that, they can extrapolate extrapolate things like core services, core servers, servers. Um, so all of these things sound what we call ish. They sound computer-ish, related-ish, vital-ish, important-ish. So Core Serva became the name for PCNet hyphenink.com, and now they are Corserva. So they probably will not have to change that name again. Almost anything technology-wise will fit in that nice big bucket of Corserva. Another company came to us, and this is one of my favorites. Um, when things get reduced, it's just you never know how it's going to go, but when things get reduced to acronyms, people think, well, here's the simple thing to do. The name is not accurate anymore, so we'll just reduce it to the acronym. Well, the acronym in this case, I don't know what it originally stood for, but the three words were S, I, and C, consulting. So it was literally sick consulting. Now, there's two ways to play that. One is it's just horrible because it's sick and infirmed, or you'd go totally younger and you go, it is some pretty sick consulting. And they decided not to play it that way. They said, we need a new name. We want a name that shows how we can pivot how we can turn, how we can adapt, how we can evolve, and how we can turn and meet clients' needs as they turn. So we came up with the name One Rivet. And it's this idea that they can face one direction and help you. They can pivot and turn and help another direction, another one, another one, and another one. But they will always be that one vital service that you can come to. It's very singular. So One Rivet was a name and an example of how a company took something and created a, a bigger brand name that would apply 
across the board. The last example we had of a company that we did and created a bigger one, we took a very toolish name, Testcraft, literally creating tests online, and made a name, Brillium, the power to know better, double entendre, the power to know and to know better. Boy, if we'd just known better, we wouldn't have done that. So it's tapping human intelligence on a much greater level than a name like Testcraft would do. So those are some examples where at steps one and two, we're going to run you through six steps today on naming your IT company and give you some tools here before the hour's up so you can get on your way to a brilliant brand. We'll be right back after the break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K. on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Brilliant Branding, and I'm your host, Phil Davis of Tungsten Branding. Um, And we're talking today about our number one client base, which is our tech companies, IT companies, followed 
pretty closely by financial. And we're talking about how to name your IT or tech company, which can be fairly tricky these days. I, I went to a startup, an accelerator, over in Asheville, North Carolina last year, and you could just tell the, feel the pain that some of these uh, startups were going through and trying to create something that would kind of open the door and describe it. And some, of course, did a better job than others, but some of them were just so off base that their presentation, a lot of times when you do these pitches, if you're in IT, you're familiar with this, you'll go do a pitch, you've only got a couple minutes. Well, when you have to use 30 seconds of it or a minute and a half of it trying to explain why you came up with your name, it, it kind of dilutes the effectiveness. You want people to go, wow, or that's cool, or that's clever, or tell me more. You want them to be engaged, but engaged in a good way. I, I sometimes say it should create a huh, like huh, huh, what's that about? Tell me more, not a what, like a furrowed brow. So this technology piece of naming your company is very important. We've, we've gone through the six steps. Number one is form your team. Don't, don't make this into, you know, I love, we love democracies here in the good old USA, but it's not the way to name something. You'll end up with the least offensive name. Nobody loves it, but nobody hates it. It needs to come from you as the entrepreneur, as the leadership team, as the C-level people. It's this vision that you're birthing that's giving this. So you're creating it. You're going to be messaging it. So it doesn't have to be the kind of name that everybody in the world votes on. Gather widely, decide narrowly, and then define the project was step number two. You know, Before you dive into it, are you so anxious to go to market to name this new technology or platform, you're not thinking, will that also work as a company name? Or do you need a separate company name? Or are they one and the same? What are you going to be doing after this first project? you're going to have a lineup of different technologies, maybe you need a company name and then platform or technology names. Sometimes they can be one and the same. So I gave some examples of that. Um, number three we're getting to now is whether the, whether the company or the product make a list. Now we're going to get into the actual naming exercise. So you've defined your, your project. You know what it is that you're doing. We're naming a, a company and then this first platform separately. Or we're naming the company and the company and the platform should be synonymous. We're all in on this one technology. So we don't plan on coming out with 16 new ones. It's this. So it's going to be one and the same. I think Twitter would be an example of that. When they finally got behind Twitter, Twitter is Twitter. Um, so they got behind it and they're not coming out with Twitter 2 or son of Twitter. So uh, you've defined the project and whether a company or the product, you make a list of the attributes so if you're doing this for the company or you're naming the, the platform or technology, you make a list of the attributes that that business or service or consultancy will provide. The reason is, in advertising, they always say to sell the sizzle and not the steak. People don't want to believe they're eating a dead cow. What they want is that sizzling, the smell of a yummy food. They want to picture it in the best of light. And that's what you want to do is you want to always sell the sizzle of your company. And so many times in this functional kind of engineering mindset, it just seems to make more sense to be more literal. But you want to be, instead of literal, you really want to shoot for more evocative. You want to evoke a feeling that creates a sense of the benefit that I'm going to get from interacting with your technology. I don't want your technology. I really want the benefit from your technology. Nobody would want a 7,000-pound car or whatever they weigh if they could just beam themselves across the United States, unless you're just a car lover, um, unless you just love metal. And brakes and oil, you would rather just transport. So people want mobility, uh, they and they want transportation. Uh, they don't really want the car. And as obvious as that is, a lot of times we're blindsided by that. And so we get involved in naming our technology instead of evoking the benefits of it. So sell the sizzle, not the steak, when you're naming your company. Products and services are always subject to change, whereas attributes and benefits are timeless. So list your attributes on a big whiteboard. We do a, a thing where we just put it up there. What does it do? It does this, 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 this. Just brain dump it all on a big whiteboard. And then do what we call Sophie's Choice. And the movie's rather old, but in the end, spoiler alert for Sophie's Choice, in the end, there's a terrible decision that she has to keep one, one child. And she has to make this horrible choice, but you need to do that to have a tip to your sphere. If you're going to break through all the clutter out there in technology and stand for something, you can't be all things to all people. So what is it out of everything on this whiteboard, if you could only stand for one thing, what would it be? 
And that's an extremely hard decision to make, but you really need to make it. And it'll help set the tone in your business as well. It'll help provide leadership and instruction and be informative to the people internally. That even though this thing does A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, we're concentrating on this. And sure, these other things are great, but they're icing on the cake. This is the thing that's going to differentiate us, and this is what's going to uh, take us across the finish line. So if you could only be known for one thing, what, it be, what would that be? What would that one singular thing be? And be ruthless in your identification of what you are bringing to market that separates you from the pack. So for tungsten, it's clarity. Clarity, clarity, clarity. We're going to create. It's the light bulb. Tungsten is the wire in the light bulb. You turn us on, we'll create illumination so that you have insights. We'll come up with things that are brilliant. We'll create aha moments. So it's very thematic and that what people really want from us is insight and clarity into their branding. We're not, we don't want to come across as a commodity like we'll throw a bunch of names at you because I could just mail out a Webster dictionary to you overnight and you'd have 60,000 choices. So you're not after just words or names, you're after brand clarity. What is it about my brand? How can you help me get my story straight? And how can you help me tell it in a way that's clear, concise, compelling, and consistent? The four C's of branding. How can you do that? We pick the metaphor of the wire and the light bulb. So what is at the jelly, gooey center of your donut? If your company was a big donut and they bite into it, your customer bites into it, and that sweet, sweet center, what is happening in that moment? What is the technology, the service, the consulting doing that creates that benefit where all of a sudden they just go, wow, this is fantastic. This, this is what I came for. Um, and that's what you want to brand around. So what is that common thread? We call it a pivot point. It's like in basketball. It's everything around which your goods and products revolve. Everything around which they involve. They revolve. So if you pivot in basketball, it's not a foul as long as you keep one, it's not a violation, as long as you keep one foot planted. That foot planting is what allowed Apple to go from computers to iPhones to music because that one foot that stayed in place was cool consumer technology innovation. Cool consumer technology innovation. As long as it was cool, it was technology, it was an innovative, and it had great industrial design, those things you could be, it could be a phone, it could be this, it could be that. And it doesn't seem like a violation of their brand. I mean, I, I joked before that if Apple came out and said, we're coming out with something tomorrow and it's $49, but it's first come, first serve, people would probably just rush and start paying it. And you'd then have to say, well, we haven't even told you what it is yet. And a lot of Apple fans would go, yeah, yeah, what is it? <laughs> So it's that kind of brand loyalty you want. You want people to just blindly line up at the door and chant your company name. So what is that pivot point? What is that thing, that gooey, yummy, jelly center that makes people say, I want another bite of your brand and identify that? From that list of attributes, this is step number four, pick the top one. What is that top attribute? And it might, sometimes it's kind of a, a merger. I think like a good example of this to me would be Target. You know, Target isn't the lowest price, and it's not the classiest place in the world, but it's a nice blend of kind of classy discount, you know. So that's their attribute. They want to own that space of a notch up from Walmart. It's just kind of, they have a lot of, their ads are very designer focused. It's kind of saying, hey, you know, this is a little bit cooler space to be in. It's still a discount, but they don't hang, Walmart is full on discount, the lowest price always. So there's an example. So pick that attribute or that attribute blend and ideate around it using various naming strategies. And this is where the rubber starts to really meet the road. This is where we do our work. I'm going to give you some one, two, three, four, five ways that you can create this name. So let's say you picked innovation or you picked um, efficiency or effectiveness or some blend of those as the gooey center of your donut. Here's what you can start with. Number one, try to create invented names. Take a root of a word and create something. A lot of times it's very Latin-based endings to create a name. An example is we created the company name Brillium. We talked about Brillium. It sounds elemental. It sounds brilliant. 
Uh, it's that one about knowing more. So it's an element of brilliance, brilliant. We created a company named Clarisent, and it's combination of clarity, insight, magnificent, intelligent, so Clarisent, and also Lumigent. All of those were based similar to us on creating insight, clarity, and brilliance. So those are invented names, Brillium, Clarisent, and Lumigent. All of them evoke a sense of knowledge and insight uh, into information or information systems. Now there's other ways you could do it. We named another company Sorora, and the CER hinted at cerebral or thinking, cerebellum, and the Sorora, the ending was like an aura. And, and also Aurora, and they dealt with brain health. They were dealing with areas of monitoring for concussions and creating kind of a baseline for concussion management. And brain health was their big thing. So Sorora became the name for their company, which allows them now to create other products and services without being too literal. So that's an example of creating invented names. Another great way to do it with names, and this is where sometimes, I, I would say most of the time when we get called by IT companies, they're stuck because they can only think of one naming strategy. They're doing nothing but invented names. Um, here's another way to pivot. Remember we said this is the squirrel method here. So you run over here and you create a list of invented names. Well, let's run over and do wordplay. So with wordplay, we had a platform that a client came to us with that's smart parking. I mean, you just pull up with your phone and the gate opens and it keeps track of everything and it's all the functionality is way above my pay grade. But the essence of it is it's just, it's the next, it's the new wave and how to park an auto on an automobile. So the name that we developed is in you go, I N U G O in you go. So it's playful, but yet it's an invented name. So you got a little bit of wordplay going on there but yet it still works. It's, it's fun time. So it makes sense, it's engaging, it's quasi-invented, but it's very kind of intuitive. Another one we did a group buying site, we named Gang Up. Gang Up, we're gonna gang up and buy this product together. It would be expensive to buy it by yourself, but with another set of people, like-minded people, you can all get it, so Gang Up. So it's a little bit of a wordplay there, almost pejorative, almost a little bit kind of edgy, but yet playful at the same time. And another one we did was granium, and it's the gray matter in your head and your cranium. It just sounds intelligent, really allows you to talk about intelligent design. And they were in the IT space as well. So granium, gang up, in you go, are all ways to do wordplay to create a great brand name. Another one is positive connotation names. We've named several companies that use words that are pre-imbued with meaning similar to what your corporation or your company or your platform, your technology is providing. And a great example of that is Keyspring. It's a platform for unlocking information inside of a system and allowing people greater access and greater capabilities to understand what they have. So Keyspring, spring being a source or a fountain eternally flowing, and key is kind of unlocking. Another company we named Team Logic, working together, it's a franchise. So the word team paired with logic just made sense. Team Logic IT. And another platform that measures all of the Fitbit information we named StrideKick. So it's just keeping in stride, it's getting a little kick or a jump. All of these are what we call positive connotation or evergreen names. It's just two words. And you can just look these up in combination. I, I usually use a little grid, a 10 by 10 grid, and I put all these words in the grid, and then I read down them, you know, down one side or the other, and you see all the possible combinations. So stride would be on the left, and on the top of the grid would be kick, key, and spring. So put those in there and try them. Another great naming strategy, descriptive hybrid names. We had a company that was called Urethane Supply Company, but they weren't doing urethane anymore. They had gone on to polymers. So we call them polyvans. And it's really just advanced polymers. So it's kind of a little bit of hint in there. It's a descriptive hybrid name, polyvans. And they created superheroes, one named Polly and one named Vance. And they created a whole cartoon series. So even though these might sound a little dry, they had a way of really dressing them up and having a lot of fun with them. 
Planet Metrics was another descriptive hybrid name. It's just measuring carbon levels. So it's measuring the health of the planet, Planet Metrics. And the last one, and this is a hard one uh, to get away with, but if you can pull it off, is to create a metaphor. So one company we worked with resulted in the name of Jigsaw. It's like putting all the pieces together and seeing the complete picture. So just like Amazon is a metaphor, um, so is Jaguar for the car, speed and agility. Jigsaw was putting the pieces together. So we're, we're through steps one through four. We've got two more, and you'll be at, done with your name before we're all done. You've been listening to Brilliant Branding. We're here to help you. Today we're talking about IT and IT naming, and we'll be back right after the break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your brand is your story. And getting your story straight is the most critical and challenging component of your brand identity. That's where we come in. We're Tungsten, and we're naturally wired for brilliance. We'll help create, clarify, and communicate your brand message in ways that will make you shine. Whether you're a startup, entrepreneur, consultant, or an established business, we'll use our tools and talents to build and brighten your company identity. Why struggle with domain searches, trademark issues, and endless brainstorming when the Tungsten team can create a clear and compelling brand name that strengthens your image? Having named over 250 regional, national, and international companies, products, and services, Tungsten has a trusted track record for successful brand creation and implementation. Our proven process will focus your brand and put you center stage. Visit us at tungstenbranding.com for your free quote. That's tungstenbranding.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Brilliant Branding. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at tungstenbranding.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, you're back, and you're with Phil Davis here from Tungsten Branding. We're naming IT companies today. If you're that person that's listening, maybe you're driving down the road. They say don't text and drive. Don't write and drive either. I know your brain is just exploding with ideas, but wait until you're in a safe space. Find your safe space before you unleash this flurry of ideas that we're creating for you here. We're going over the six steps to create this awesome IT name for your company or your product, your service, or your, your SaaS service as a software your platform, and the six steps we've gone through, we've gone through four, is to form the team, make sure you know who's going to be in on the decision, who has the yay and the nay. You've defined the project. Is it is it just a company name or a company and platform, one and the same? You've really laid out the parameters of it. Uh, number three, you've decided, okay, we're doing these two. We're going to name the parent company and this first platform, or they're one and the same. Start listing what is it that this does that's going to benefit our, our customers so that you don't end up coming up with just a literal name of the functionality of the product. You don't want to describe the functionality. You want to evoke the benefit of it. Sell the sizzle, not the steak. 
So make it sizzle. N uh, number four from the list of attributes, you want to find the number one thing. What is that key differentiator? What is the magic, the jelly donut, metal, gooey, yummy? I'm making myself hungry here. Um, so that when they bite into it, your customer wants more. And that's the, the, the nexus point. That's where you want to begin then the naming, the actual naming exercise. With that sense of what is at the center of the pivot point of your brand, then you say, well, what's a way to name that? And you can do invented names. We give examples. You can do wordplay, in you go, for that parking smart parking platform, in you go, a granium, um, gang up. You can do positive connotation names, Keyspring, Team Logic. These are evergreens. Uh, no one's ever going to be against team teamwork, you know, or using Logic. So Team Logic IT is just going to always hold value, um, and it's going to give you a head start in a conversation. And we talked about descriptive hybrid names. Uh, Polyvance was one that we did. It was just advanced polymers, and they created characters Poly and Vance that became superheroes and comic strip and so you can have a lot of fun once you get these things branded. And metaphors, Jigsaw was the example of putting the pieces together. So step five, examine all the possibilities you've come up with. You've come up with metaphors. You've come up with evergreen names, descriptive hybrid names, wordplay, invented. You've written them all down. Explore all these possibilities. You have them all out in front of you. And look at them and judge them in this way. Which name gives you the best jumping off point once you announce yourself. So you say something and just practice introducing yourself. You know, I'm filling with tungsten brain. Tungsten, what is that? Is that your last name? No, actually it's the metal and the light bulb. Um, oh, the metal and the light bulb. Why would you say that? Well, it gives you insight. It gives you this, oh, oh, I get it. So you turn it on. And we create aha moments and this is what we do. So practicing, does that work for you? Is it short, is it quick, or does it take too long? And does it get you to that main pivot point? You want the name to segue as close to that main pivot point. So you're not working on evoking this sense of your secondary or tertiary benefit of your service. You know, um, Walmart doesn't talk about their selection. Ever notice that? I mean, they've probably got more selection in town than most other stores, but they don't really talk about that much. So you want to talk about your main thing that you do. So practice introducing yourself with all these naming possibilities. Where does the conversation naturally take you? Does it start you off on your strong suit? Are people immediately talking about clarity when they hear tungsten? Does it further the discussion in the right ways? And does it point to your main attribute? We named a company Altacent because the, the person behind it, the main driver, the entrepreneur, was very um, as type A personality. So Altacent, there's an A. Um, and it was very driven, very much about uh, pushing for his clients, achieving, climbing, overcoming, attaining, summoning. And we thought that would be a great name for him, Alta being um, the Spanish for high and Altacent, giving that Latin-esque kind of ending for magnificent, intelligent, diligent. So Altacent is about achieving. And so all the imagery then that fits with that brand has to do with mountains and that kind of rich visual support to this brand. So also ask yourself, how much story do you need with your brand? Some companies need a lot of story. Some just want to get through the name and on with it. But if you need stories, if that's part of it with clients, which name provides you the best platform for that? What is the backstory? Is there more that you can say? Does it give you, does the name then allow itself to have a lot of nomenclature or words or marking words or language or lexicon that would go with it. So for us, for example, we can talk about tungsten being wired for brilliance. It gives us things to play off of or, again, our aha moment or just flip our switch. Does the name give you the ability to language things that support the brand? If not, a lot of times other naming firms will come up with names that are, in fact, original or they have a lot of white space but they don't say much after hello. The conversation ends after the introduction. There was a company in our space, I don't believe they're around anymore, so I can say this, um, but they were called Blue Taco. And while it's very attention-getting and very unique, what do you say after I'm with Blue Taco? I mean, unless there's some really compelling story to go with it that leads immediately into why you should hire us, I would not advise originality 
for originality's sake, not just brandability just because there's lots of white space because there's all kinds of ridiculous names you can make up that are different, but you're just practice them. Just walk into a room and say them and find out how frustrating it gets if the name is too out there and it doesn't tie back to what it is that you're, you're bringing forth in your, uh, in, in your product or service. So you want to stay very focused. We had an article we wrote because people got down to the point of picking the name and we said, well, just ask yourself, can you one-putt the name? So practice it. So of all these names that you've come up with, which is the easiest to one-putt? And if you're a golfer, you want that nice six-inch putt. Don't try to get a hole-in-one. You'll be there forever swinging away at names. There's no very few hole-in-one names. But if you can land it, you can say, I'm with blank, and someone goes, let's say, for example, Brillium. I'm with Brillium, a company that we named. Well, Brillium, what is that about? Well, we give you the power to glean insight from your information systems. Oh, really? Well, so do you work with blah, 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 boom. I'm right into the conversation. So I get this idea of brilliance, insight, the power to glean insight from your information, and I am on. So we'll just ignore that sound in the background because the phones are ringing, folks. So see if the matching.com is available. That's the next thing you want to do. You just want to definitely see if that .com is available. If it isn't available, you can always add a descriptor word to it. And a descriptor word, I would only recommend, I would only recommend a descriptor word if it doesn't limit you. So maybe a word like systems might work or solutions, but try not to pick something that's going to be too constricting, and if your products evolve, you're suddenly stuck and your descriptor word messes you up. I had this a little bit in a different way, in that we named our company Tungsten Branding, but I picked the name thinking this is really smart, Pure Tungsten. We're not just Tungsten Branding, we're Pure Tungsten. And people started making checks out to Pure Tungsten. And it created a little bit of a brand fracture. And it's like, am I talking to Tungsten Branding? Or is this pure Tungsten? And then I started getting people from China trying to sell me Tungsten. So just be careful. Try to get as exact match as possible. Don't use a descriptor word unless you have to. And if you do, make sure it adds to what you do. There's a few exceptions. Uh, home builders, I don't think it hurts to add the word homes. Generally, they don't jump out of the home building field. But be careful in the IT space because a lot of times you'll morph. So try to have a pure play. Just And the pure play is just the domain is the company name. Lastly, you want to check USPTO.gov, USPatentandTradeOffice.gov, and consult a good trademark attorney for your final couple of picks. We always tell clients, don't fall too much in love with one name because it might break your heart. It's always that heartbreaker. So keep two or three and then take them to your trademark attorney. And if you don't know a good one, we can always refer, you can write us here, info at tungstenbranding.com or phil at tungstenbranding, and I can refer you to a couple people we use that are, that are really good. So now, number six, and the most important one, in picking your tech brand name. And that is, and it sounds simple enough, but choose the winner. Um, Pick the one that you feel gets you closest to that hole, that one putt. Which one's going to get you closest to it? Another company outside of the tech space we named Park Place. And it makes total sense when you complete it and say Park Place, the ultimate garage space. So when you say that, it's bada beam, bada boom, you're in. You putted it. I've got it. Park Place, the ultimate garage space. You want to be able to just say it. We say tungsten. We're wired for brilliance. We're wired for insight. If you can one-putt it, if you have to say, here's a two-putt or a three-putt, or maybe you're in the sand on this one, you say, we're blah, 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 and someone says, well, what is that? And you say, well, it's, it's, it's the Greek god of business success, and I picked it because my first cousin uh, was a Greek major, and, you know, how does that... <laughs> Even though that sounds ridiculous, we get this all the time here. The names of uh, companies or person, one, one of our clients flew over a mountain and picked that mountain as the name. Well, like every conversation starts with the story about being a pilot and flying over a mountain, which is interesting, um, but it doesn't really advance the conversation into why should I pick you and what do you do. So you definitely want to have kind of a one-putt name. 
When you pick this winner and you say, this is it, you run it through trademark, trademark attorney says, as best we know, it looks good. What's really important is to fully embrace and message that name. Devise a plan to roll out the name and do it both internally and externally. Internally first, because you want everybody inside on board knowing not only what it is, but why you're doing it. And it needs to be a positive, upbeat reason. Because, you know, there is the occasional scare where people will go, what if people think we're closing or we're being bought by somebody else? Well, just, you know, put a wet towel on that. Tell them, no. Give them the reason. We're growing bigger to serve you better. Message that to your internal people so that they'll mimic that when they go out. So you give them the reason. You have fun with this rollout. Find ways to express it. Use all kinds of swag, uh, contests. We give away all kinds of lighted things. I mean, everything that we give away lights up, glows does something, hopefully it doesn't blind people. Um, but we've given away little you know, lasers, tasers, <laughs> not tasers, everything that you could imagine that conveys this idea of enlightened ideas. So go to your social media, go to your PR and promote your brand. And use the new name and rebrand as a way to take control of the narrative. Um, we're not being sold, we're not being this, we're, we're actually doing this because it better reflects these new capabilities or these new values or these things that we do that we're doing in a bigger, better, bolder way than ever before and use it as a PR opportunity so that you're not in kind of a knee-jerk thing where you're just trying to explain what, why it happened. So be proactive in your rollout. Don't just announce the name. Tell why you named it that way or why you renamed it that way. And don't leave them doing guesswork about it. All right. So naming an IT company can be frustrating or it can be super fun, especially if you work with us. So by following these six steps, you can have a better, funner, if that's a word, and brighter experience. So look at it, go to our site, tungstenbranding.com. We have all kinds of articles under resources on naming and branding that are available at your perusal. And you can always join us every week right here on Voice America to learn more about brilliant branding. So be sure to visit us. We look forward to your comments or look for us on Facebook. And we look forward to hearing you and seeing you again next week on Brilliant Branding. Thank you for listening to Brilliant Branding. Please join host Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemstra for another edition of the program next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, stay brilliant. Brilliant.